a different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice a month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, welcome to From My Standpoint. Yes, it's me, Josh C. Jones. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, comment, uh, share these episodes. Um, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Lipsyn, pretty much any place you can listen to podcast episodes. Um, So yeah, let's uh, get into this. Here's that new opening. Put on your life jacket of free and independent thought, which is only provided by natural right, and inflate your pumps with the breath of the creator, and fill the tank with independence, and buckle up in the wavecraft of liberty, and get ready to ride the waves of political incorrectness on the sea of free speech as our perceptions get tossed about, and hopefully we will all arrive on the shores of truth together! The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the official views of any entity mentioned. Hey, 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 welcome back to Is It Acceptable? Part 4, Pride. Now, in Part 1, we talked a lot about acceptable and doing your own research and thinking. In fact, we talk about that a lot. And in Part 2, we talked about abortion and which God you choose to serve. Now, in Part 3, we talked about segregation and if it was acceptable or not. And we talked about self-segregation as well. You should go listen to those episodes. But here in Part 4, we will fly high on the waves of pride as we touch a topic that many are unstable and emotionally sensitive about and confused. A lack of a firm and absolute foundation helps cause that identity confusion, in my opinion. We will begin with uh, where I am coming from, then we will discuss pride itself, like the word and the meanings of it, then we will get into some deep information on numbers and colors, you know, the symbols used, the rainbow, and finally we will discuss a semi-new term being used by some people. So let's get into it right now. Oh, and I will speak a little faster in this episode as well, because there's a lot of great information. Trust me, you want to stay with this, because there's a lot of good, insightful and information in here you want to hear. So let's get to it. Pride. Is pride acceptable? And since my foundation is the Bible and my God is the God of the Bible, we will start there. This way you can know where I am coming from. Uh, I do hope you will stay tuned and listen to this whole episode because, like I said, there's a lot of insight and information packed into this one episode. So if you believe differently than me, so be it. That's fine. It's your life and you have the free will to choose for yourself. But like I said, we're going to begin with my foundation so you know a little bit of where I'm coming from. Uh, So in Leviticus 18.22, it says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. And there are many, many, many more uh, similar passages like that in the Bible, such as Romans, 1 Corinthians, and many more. You should really read the Bible. Um, If you have a problem with this, though, let me just tell you, your problem is not necessarily with me or anybody else that believes in God and the Bible, and that's their foundation, but your problem is with God himself. And yes, I said himself. The Bible's clear. Him, 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 he, he, he. Uh, because according to God, if you live this way, you are living in sin. But we all, like I said, have the free will to choose for ourselves which kingdom we will live in and which king we will serve. 
So if during your life you want to practice uh, homosexuality and these other acts that the Bible cl clearly says is sin or an abomination, then that is your choice to do so for your life. It is your life to choose how you want to live your life. But just know that it is a sin according to God. And I know some people might be saying, but does that mean you are not saved if you live that lifestyle? And for that, my answer is only God truly knows the heart of a person. Sidetracked. Yep, something to think about here. If someone claims to be a Christian, that means they accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. However, even though all of us will stumble from time to time in this life, a true Christian... Um, that is a true believer and follower of Jesus, of God, I don't think can remain their whole life in a sinful lifestyle. Because when you accept Jesus and begin to truly follow him, he begins to transform you. Your identity changes from what you do or how you feel to being in him. Your identity is in him. And you understand that God's word is truth. And to claim parts of his word are mistakes or not what he really meant because it doesn't go with your chosen uh, beliefs or lifestyles or opinions or perceptions is to claim that God is not all-knowing, that God is not truthful, that God does tell lies and make mistakes, and that the Bible is not what it states in 2 Timothy 3.16. Uh, so, you know, that's your choice, though, if you want to go that route. Uh, but, um, yeah. Transformation may not be immediate. Let me just tell you that. Transformation in your life may not be immediate. In fact, transformation, just like sanctification, it may take time as your desires and wants and focuses change. Uh, he will begin to change your desires and your lifestyle will begin to change. Anyway, let's get back to this part. Um, I want to ask, what is the word pride? Now, the word pride is listed as, quote, state of being proud and, quote, ostentatious display. You know, ostentatious, which is vulgar, pretentious display to attract notice. That's what ostentatious is, uh, listed as being vulgar and a pretentious display to attract notice. And vulgar is listed as lacking sophistication or good taste and make an explicit and offensive reference to sex or bodily functions, coarse and rude. And the older definition of it was characteristic of or belonging to the masses. And so that is what Pride Month is about. It's about an ostentatious display of sexuality and perverseness. Um, I know some might disagree with me, uh, and some might claim it is about those who choose such a lifestyle showing the world that they are proud of their chosen lifestyle and that they are not ashamed of it. And some also claim it is to bring awareness to their perceived discrimination against those uh, who live that lifestyle. But just turn on the news, turn on the shows, turn on, uh, just go out into those parades and th stuff and you'll see because just like the claims of that many people had for that organization, Black Lives Matter, their words, actions, behavior, and support just do not line up with those claims. In other words, by the very actions and behavior, it is an ostentatious display to attract notice. An ostentatious display to attract notice. You know, kind of like not knowing who you are in Christ or not being comfortable with yourself or listening to the world too much. And let me just tell you, the world, its mind and values often change every day. So my thought is, why would anybody want to really live their life by what the world tells them anyway, you know? So you display what you've chosen as acceptable for that moment in an in-your-face, look-at-me, vulgar, perverse, and shameless display to others, and sometimes the entire world. 
And it's oftentimes a display you would not usually want your kids to witness from others or in a way your parents would be ashamed of or in a way that you know would hurt God. Now, I mean, during quote-unquote Pride Month, you get drag queen shows in elementary schools, as in New York, where they uh, they funded it. Uh, you get uh, small children being taken to bars that are meant for adults for drag and perverse shows in the bar. You have parades and events and activities that just lack sophistication, that are in bad taste, that make explicit and offensive references to sex and bodily functions that are at any other time usually considered coarse and rude and were previously called abuse, harassment, and indecent. And yes, it is an ostentatious display to attract notice. And the notice they are trying to attract is twofold. To pull you away from faith and trust in God, and to attract the notice of children. Is it acceptable to parade half-naked, if not completely naked, or in bondage, or what is known as uh, BDSM, in skimpy uh, leather outfits and chains, wearing, using, or showcasing sex toys, etc., in front of children, at schools, or to present, show, and read sexually explicit material to young children? I mean, that is something you must answer for yourself. But it is something that is happening in our society today, and in many schools. Uh, you may disagree with me here, but the, the evidence and facts are there. Uh, and according to uh, Twitter, it's not acceptable. Twitter locked accounts that shared drag shows for kids claiming that it violated Twitter's rules against quote-unquote abuse and harassment. And then this is something I just uh, learned of recently, was there was a concert or a show open for all ages in California, and yes, little children were encouraged to attend this, where a popular singer paraded around on stage in a skimpy outfit while wearing a dildo and made explicit actions with other performers, like explicit sexual actions with other performers. And yes, it was all for an ostentatious display to attract notice. And, and did you know that in, uh, in Idaho, it's reported that Satanists were accepting of and participating in the pride events with quote-unquote unbaptisms, unbaptisms, and drag dance parties? Well, I mean, that shouldn't really be surprising because they were also fighting for the rights for abortion, too. But I mean, if Satanists are fighting for something and involved in it, then maybe, just maybe, we should really be thinking deeply about, is it acceptable? Anyway, I hear people use the word grooming a lot as well. You know, you're grooming the kids. They're grooming the kids. We're not grooming anybody. We're just showing how proud we are of our sexual lifestyle. So I was like, well, why don't I just add that in here? Because according to the U.S. Department of Justice, Office of Sex Offender Sentencing, Monitoring, Apprehending, Registering, and Tracking, also known as SMART, uh, they use the following definition for grooming. Grooming is a method used by offenders that involves building trust with a child and the adults around a child in an effort to gain access to and time alone with her or him. And it's kind of amazing that they just use her or him, isn't it? Anyway, in extreme cases, offenders may use threats and physical force to sexually assault or abuse a child. More common, though, are subtle approaches designed to build relationships with families. The offender may assume a caring role, befriend the child, or even exploit their position of trust and authority to groom the child and or the child's family. These individuals intentionally build relationships with the adults around a child or seek out a child who is less supervised by adults in her or his life. This increases the likelihood that the offender's time with the child is welcomed and encouraged. 
I mean, people use it a lot, so I figured it's a good question to ask in here. Is grooming a child acceptable? Is grooming a child acceptable? You must decide for yourself. But since we like to change the meanings of words and we end up with multiple meanings for some words, we might also understand the word pride to be a sense of self-respect and self-esteem for one's life, be it heritage, lifestyle, ethnicity, etc. Should we ever be ashamed of the skin color we were born into? <laughs> that would have actually been a better uh, question for part three, random voice of questions, but absolutely not. We should have pride, and in this mean, I mean the, uh, the definition of self-respect and self-esteem of pride, for the skin color we were born with. If someone ever tells you to be ashamed of, or to have guilt for, or to be embarrassed about, or that it's not okay to be that skin color which you were born with, then that person has the problem, not you. That was very well said, random voice of reason. Thank you. Now, when the world tells you to be ashamed, uh, random voice of questions, when the world tells you to be ashamed to be white or black or brown or any, any other color, then the world has the issue, not you. So you should never, never, never apologize for being born with the skin color God made you. Never give in to that or buy that uh, CRT garbage that says you are categorized by quote-unquote, and this is straight from their materials, socially constructed groups. Because then you are not an individual whose life holds value, but instead you are classified guilty by association and are therefore born a bigot, a racist. Uh, maybe that's how they get around saying, you know, a lot of white people are just born racist and bigots and they need to apologize for being born in the skin color they are. But don't buy that garbage. These people look for the negative and when they can't find it, they just go and create it. You know, come to think of it, maybe that is what CRT stands for. Create racist talk. Huh. Anyway, um, by the way, this is just an extra tidbit here. You are not born oppressed and you are not born an oppressor. You only become such by your own choices in life. And we might talk about this more in another episode, but back to this original topic, because I want to add something else here. And as I mentioned in part one and in episode eight, I did not see that coming part one in episode 48, the great wisdom of number three, fear, society and culture will eventually change the meanings of words and symbols. And this one has changed a lot. So let's get into the symbols and stuff. So in fact, did you know that the uh, symbol of the rainbow was originally listed in Genesis 9.13 in regards to God's covenant with Noah or man, that he would not flood the earth again? Also, the rainbow has seven colors in, in it, uh, Roy G. Biv, that is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet, and that the number seven is known as the number of completeness perfection, the unity of earth, the four corners, and the trinity, sacred, it is known as godly. And just as I've mentioned before, this symbol, as well as many others, has changed in its meaning by culture and society. Sidetracked. Yeah, and another part of what I believe, I believe that God is the creator, but all Satan can do is imitate. All he can do is warp, corrupt, divide, and disfigure. So when God creates something perfect, something we can view as a symbol of his perfection and love and grace and promise, then it only makes sense that given enough time, that very thing will be corrupted, twisted, warped, and used to divide and disfigure. 
And I, I still, I just cannot believe people think it's heroic to disfigure the very child that God created. In fact, uh, with this change in the symbol meaning came uh, an eighth color. Now, biblically, the number eight represents hope and a new creation as re represented by the resurrection of Jesus Christ on what was known as the eighth day. Uh, worldly, the number eight represents power and energy and pleasure. Worldly, the number eight is also for greed, envy, and a lack of self-control. Now, shortly after its curved transition, two colors were dropped and it, is, uh, it was solidified as a six-color symbol. Now, according to biblical meanings, the number six symbolizes man, sin, and Satan. It is the weakness of man without God. It is one short of completeness, one short of perfection. But worldly, the number six symbolizes halfway and the heart of emotions. What does Jeremiah 17, 9 say? Uh, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? So back to this, uh, the original rainbow was seen as a covenant from God with seven colors, a promise. Then the symbol was modified to be seen with quote unquote pride. That is the state of being proud and ostentatious display of sexual perversion or of one's self-esteem for themselves. Did you mean to say self-respect too? No. What's the difference between self-esteem and self-respect then? Um, in short, random voice of questions, a person with self-respect likes themselves, and this like for themselves and confidence is not contingent on their comparisons with others, or the attention they receive from others, nor does it require of them an ostentatious display to prove to themselves or to others that they have confidence or like themselves. Self-esteem, however, is based on evaluation. It is not necessarily a respect for oneself or others, but self-esteem is a judgment of oneself based on the opinions and show of others. And Pride Month and what we see with it is about self-esteem, not self-respect. This is where the question, is it acceptable, begins to come in here. Not because of the change of the meaning of words and symbols, but for another reason. And for this section of this episode, uh, we will focus on um, the other definition and meaning of having pride in oneself, having pride in one's heritage, having pride in one's life, having pride in one's lifestyle, right or wrong. Pride is in uh, self-respect. Pride, however, is also known by the other ideas of arrogance, presumption, and insensitivity caused by self-interest. So a person of pride can also be known as insolent, a mocker. Everyone should have pride in the sense of self-respect and self-esteem for oneself. <laughs> yep, the most folks seem to think that pride is about folk insensitive parading on display and arrogantly presuming that uh, uh, forcing folk pride on, on all folks sh uh, shows folk respect <laughs> while arrogantly demanded at them seeing folk not show them similar pride for themselves. <laughs> yep. What? I didn't understand that. What did random voice of common sense mean? Well, you would have to go to the source for that answer, random voice of questions. But I can tell you what I interpreted that to mean. Aren't you the source? Well, just stay in character, please. Why? It's your part. Why? It's part of the illusion. Why? Because that's how this show is. Why? To break up the monotony. Why? <laughs> he is in character. <laughs> yup. Is it acceptable to have an ostentatious display of self-esteem and self-respect for one person's lifestyle? 
but label others who do the same as fear mongers and phobes or phobic and label their color and lifestyle as a negative fragility without accepting the same labels for oneself in return? Well, it would all depend on who you ask and who is actually saying or doing these things, random voice of questions. But why should it be acceptable for some to be boisterous and ostentatious about their pride, but not others? As I've said before, random voice of questions. It depends on their foundation, right? Well, in a sense, yeah. But that's not what I was, you know, going to say. I was going to say because some view it as being challenged. And in being challenged, some view that that it might mean that they uh, would not get what they want. And what they want is to them deemed more important and more valuable than you. Then again, you know, what is the intention behind it? Is the intention acceptable? And again, that would depend on who you ask and who was saying or doing such a thing. What about those who would pretend to participate or stand with a prideful person for their own gain or profit? Oh, I think here you're talking about, um, probably more talking about businesses, right? I think so. So like businesses like to change the colors of their stuff and put the rainbow uh, colors and the flag and stuff like that all over their, their products and their TV shows only during that month. And you know, what's funny about it is they only really do it here in America. If you go to the Middle East or China and watch some stuff, the same channels, the same products over there, they have nothing to do with the rainbow or showing that they're involved in this pride stuff because those cultures and stuff don't accept it. And so, well, yeah, just something to think about. But let me just say, oftentimes, if one does not participate or stand with some prideful people, in other words, if one does not show what the prideful people believe as acceptance, and that is participation in and verification of and, and are molding your values and standards through their life and their current ones, then that one is seen as um, intolerant or hateful or phobic or fearful. However, there is a new term created by society and culture for such a thing. What is this term called? Well, from what I could find in my research, um, I believe it's called rainbow washing. That is rainbow washing, which is to use a symbol or a name to indicate solidarity or acceptance or participation in uh, something, whether your own policies and actions or values or standards benefit that said group or, you know, whether they're even true or not. So it reminds me of that that uh, silly meme um, where it shows uh, Mr. Crab from SpongeBob standing outside his restaurant and they say, what made you support, uh, put change your symbol and stuff to the pride flag for, for this month? And he just looks at him and goes, money. It just makes me think of that. So would it be religion washing to use the term of a religion or a sect, even if your own life? Policies, standards, values, and actions don't benefit or line up with that certain religion or sect? Such as, if I said I was Christian, or a Jew, or a Catholic, and I believed in the God and the Bible, but I, I, I still molded my values and standards and policies and actions to be in line with things that I know go against God and the Bible, such as abortion or homosexuality? Um... How about color washing? Is that a thing? Like if one color claims to be for others, but then their actions, policies, values, and standards follow the words of only doing business with, hiring, or having a community of people of their own? 
And this is where we will end this episode. Let me just say everyone should be proud of the skin they were born into and everyone should be allowed to show their pride for their life. That is what freedom is about, right? We have freedom and liberty in America. And yes, yes, some have been and are still trying to strip us of our freedoms and rights, but we still have them for now. And if you think it's acceptable that natural and inalienable rights come from God and not government, then yeah, we still have them for now. Then again, if you don't believe in God, then you don't believe in God given anything. But you should not be doing that ostentatious display of vulgar, especially to the children. Anyway, I personally do not see it as acceptable to rip apart, suffocate, and end a baby's life to self-segregate as we do by color now, to warp and corrupt and disfigure God's word or his creation, and that includes his very children and your very self. For it says in Genesis 5-2, he created them male and female. And it says in Psalm 139, 13-14, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are wonderfully made, and God made you just as he intended. So in my perception, when you mutilate yourself or push for children to mutilate themselves to change their gender, then you are telling God he made a mistake when he made you and when he made them. I mean, you can if you want to, because that is your choice. Well, for yourself, I wouldn't say for the children. I think that's child abuse. And we can go into a long, logical explanation of why you're wrong in thinking that you should be able to do that to children. And I don't support it. And I know for a fact that God does not support that. But it, I mean, it's your choice for yourself. But I just want to tell you, God still loves you, though, as I do and as most people do. But I wouldn't want to choose to push God out of my life. But to you, is it acceptable? The answer you get depends on who you ask and who is saying or doing such a thing. Um, the answer will help reveal the foundation which one has chosen to try to build their life upon. So you must decide for yourself. What is your foundation? Who do you serve? What logical path are you going to take? And decide for yourself. Is it acceptable? And now, what you've all been waiting for... It's the wisdom of dad joke. Pride is a word with many meanings, obviously, but Pride Month, based on the very words and actions and behavior, is an ostentatious display. It's an ostentatious activity with one meaning. Really, though, why does the quote-unquote pride last an entire month? I was wondering this. Why does the pride last an entire month? I mean, it doesn't really make sense since it's one month straight. Hey, I try. You can't win them all. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.